Hey Tahoe, AM and FM, it is time for The Bright Side with Alexis Robin. Well, happy Monday. We are happy to have power back in Tahoe after <laughs> an exciting uh, evening without power all across the town. It was. It wasn't bad. It was kind of just like old times when yeah. we used to lose power. It's been a while. It's been a long time since we had that kind of outage. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm, we have all these candles and stuff and we never use them. And so last <laughs> night I was having to break them out in our brand new kitchen, which I, looked lovely in the candlelight, might I add. Thank you. Yeah, like I so told nice. Arno, I said, you might get a headache because they all have different smells, you know. <laughs> I know guys just love that. <laughs> oh, but it was uh, it was fun. We made we made the best of it. It was what a nice do? night. What so do you do? thank God yeah. for barbecues, right? So uh, so we are talking about creating positive culture today, and um, mostly creating positive culture within organizations in the workplace. And it's uh, when you think about positive culture, there's this definition I really like by uh, Scott Snell, he wrote a book called Managing HR, and it is, uh, or Managing Human Resources, and he says that positive culture is an atmosphere of employee enthusiasm that improves organizational performance. Okay. I like that. So an atmosphere of employee enthusiasm that improves organizational performance. Um, What I like about it is it's not just an atmosphere of employee enthusiasm, Right, because you can have a place where everybody's really happy at work, yeah, nothing's but nothing's getting done. getting done, right? And so, um, <laughs> there, so it's that. really about taking that positive positivity and that enthusiasm and channeling it into improved productivity and and well being for employees. So, um, so the question is though, like, why is it beneficial? And this is interesting. I was at a um, an event a couple nights ago um, up on the North Shore at the UC Davis Research Facility mm-hmm. at Sierra Nevada College, and there was a um, a PhD there uh, in social psychology who was talking about why negative things are stickier than positive things. And what struck me, it was a great talk. She was fantastic. Um, but what struck me was there was a few gentlemen in the crowd who asked questions and, you know, people were skeptical and I mean, it's research, right? So mm-hmm. like, she's got all the chops to back it up. She's mm-hmm. got, she's got everything up there. It's all transparent what they did, how they asked the questions, who was in the survey, how many people. And there were still some people in the crowd who was like, well, we don't believe it. Like, you know, isn't being Pollyanna-ish a bad thing? Won't that make you not realize how to learn from your mistakes? And I just think that's so funny and so old school. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. It is old school thinking <laughs> about, I mean, that this whole idea of positivity is equal to Pollyanna. Yeah, that they're two different things. Really two different things. And I and when I when I talk about Pollyanna and what I heard this gentleman say, um, it was really the idea of kind of burying your head in the sand, like not, you know, not looking at what's happening and, you know, just, oh, everything's great. Everything's positive. You know, and that's not what we're talking about here. Um, But anyhow, I just thought that was interesting that it's still out there that people, they just resist the idea that positivity could bring improvement. And, you know, there is the scientific reason behind this resistance is that for years, the the stickiness of negativity is what has kept us alive. You know, when you um, when you're worried about something, or you think like, oh, I shouldn't get too close to that cliff, because I might fall off. Like, that's a good thing. It keeps us alive. It's a it's not a positive thought. Oh, I shouldn't get too close to that cliff, right? It's mm-hmm. a negative thought. Mm-hmm. But um but it has kept us alive. And so that's the kind of the mindset that keeps people from wanting to move towards this. But 
there are some huge benefits to creating a positive culture in your workplace. And uh, we got some of these benefits. There was um, some great articles. One was from Fast Company. Uh, another one was from the U.S. Merit Systems and some studies they've done. But basically what they say is that um, companies who have positive culture and who have employees who derive meaning from their work are three times as likely to stay with their organization. Mm-hmm. So you think about the cost of turnover, the high cost of turnover, and it's not super evident because there's not a line item in the budget for turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's opportunity costs and retraining. Um, but they, uh, but people who are three times more likely to stay. And then the other thing is, is that... Um, People are 1.4 more engaged at work when you have a positive work culture. So that's a big deal, um, being able to be engaged and um, really giving that extra just uh, discretionary effort mm-hmm. in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Now, um, from the U.S. Merit System, they talked about the benefits of uh, positive culture at work. They said that um, when there's a positive culture at work, that employees reap social health and personal benefits. And some uh, specifics are increased profitability for organizations. Well, that inc- should make them happy. Right. Increased productivity, lower turnover, uh, excellent safety records. That also, right? You think that about also cost tra- of insurance and workers' comp. Translates and, into money. Right? Um, customer satisfaction goes up. And um, you think about, you know, all of these resulting from positive work environment. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. More productivity, more profitability, lower turnover, excellent safety record. Customers are happy. I mean, that's just setting you up to be wildly successful. Yeah. So there's really a benefit for, um, for positive culture. So then the question is, is that, um, is really how do you build positive culture? Right. So we know what it is, this enthusiasm that improves productivity in the workplace and organizational performance. Um, We know why it's beneficial. We just went over that. But how do you build it? How do you create it in your workplace? Uh, So there's a few different ways that I want to share with you today. The first one is an evidence based pathway called PERMA. And we've talked about PERMA on some other shows, but this is the well-being theory. And it was basically a theory developed for individuals that also translates well to organizational uh, flourishing and organizational well-being. And so PERMA is a is an acronym for the five domains of well-being, mm-hmm. one being positive emotion, another one being engagement within. So engagement within is all about things that regenerate you, that rejuvenate you, um, The third is relationships with others and this idea that other people matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fourth, which is the M in PERMA, stands for meaning and purpose. So deriving meaning and purpose in your life, being part of something larger than yourself. And then the A is um, achievement and accomplishing things that matter. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when you think about creating a PERMA-rich workspace, you want to think about when you are um, putting in some kind of employee benefit, you're putting in some kind of perk for your employees, you're planning a party, you're doing some of the traditional things that we do, team building, that kind of thing. You want to look at it and say, okay, which of the PERMA domains will this fill? 
So for example, I was just next door. We're at the KTHO radio station in the Heavenly Village and great location, by the yeah, way. It is a good location. And we're right next door to Starbucks, which is even makes it better. <laughs> so I, It's a positive culture. It's a positive culture here. We can get caffeine anytime. And so I, when I was in there, I was getting a coffee this morning. And I noticed that there was a new sign that talks about their employee benefit program. And now they're offering, Starbucks is offering their employees the opportunity to finish their bachelor's degree through an Arizona-based university that has an online program while they're working at Starbucks. That's awesome. Fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about wanting to go back to school and not being able to afford it, trying to balance it with work, and here you have an organization who's creating that. And so you think about like, okay, so what does that mean in terms of perma rich environment like what kind of buckets would that fill what kind of domains would that add to um if you're doing that well if you love to learn it's positive emotion because you're enjoying learning you're feeling motivated inspired all of those positive emotions um it could potentially be engagement within if you're dropping into that flow state um and flow is a concept that was created by um Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi and I know it's a long name. It took me a long time to figure out That's how to say good. it. That's really good. <laughs> but uh, Dan Pink talks about it in his book, Drive, about what motivates people. And uh, it could also um, give you meaning and purpose in terms of, you know, fulfilling your desire to know more, to be more educated, to be able to give back to society in a way. Um, and then lastly, or if you're working for Starbucks and you're managing people who are going back to school and you're giving them that opportunity, that's a huge meaning and purpose mm-hmm. thing for, an, for a manager to say like, hey, I can help you. Mm-hmm. We can help you get your degree. And then finally, for the people who are actually going to school, it's, it's achievement. It's accomplishments that matter, yeah. being able to get through college. So, um, so that's a great example of creating a perma-rich environment, just one particular um, item that they can do. Now, there are other things you can do that are much cheaper than paying for your employees to go back to college. Uh, like having a, um, activity day where like for an hour on Fridays, everybody gets together to do something fun or, um, you know, putting up signs in the workplace of what went well, that kind of a thing, uh, versus what's wrong, but what's going right. So there's lots of ways to do that. So that is one pathway to um, creating positive culture. Now, the next pathway that I'd like to share with you is creating and communicating clear values for your company. So being able to, companies who are able to, and organizations who are able to say, like, here are our five top values. Here's what we believe in. We believe in you know, being brave and bold. We believe in being honest and having integrity. We believe in being kind uh, and generous to others. We believe in gratitude and we believe in um, having fun or humor, right? Like Mm -hmm. these are five of the values that come from the VIA survey, which I've talked about Mm -hmm. in a lot of shows, but um, you can take that at viame.org if you're interested. It's a free survey on your, on personal values. But, um, But that is something that's really important because if you're able to create an environment where you say, like, here's the top five values here at KTHO, then when people come in to work for you, they can say, like, wow, I'm totally on board with having a fun um, and exciting workplace. And that's, you know, that's something they embody here. And so, like, I'm going to start working there because I agree with that. Yeah. Versus going in and not knowing a culture, a company's values, and then kind of having to feel them out and... I don't know, is it accepted to be humorous or have fun or is it, uh, 
is it some kind of, you know, or is it frowned upon? Like, I don't know, but being really clear about that allows you to attract people who have shared values. And that's yeah. a good thing. Creates a strong team with positive culture. A uh, third way that you can build positive culture is to practice positive languaging. This is all about talking about what you want versus what you don't want. Right. So, um, Oftentimes we say, oh, there's, you know, we have a problem. There's, we don't have enough, um, ad ads. We need to, we need to go sell some more ads. You know, maybe you have an application on your phone and you want to sell ads, or maybe you have a newspaper and you need to get advertisements. Well, we need more, you know? Okay. So what's the opportunity there? Um, the challenge is you need more ads. The opportunity is, is that you have space to help promote local businesses. You have space to bring in new clients to start new things. And so, um, looking at, what you want. We want to add new clients. Um, I used to always say to, I remember working for a large corporation when I was younger and they would always come in and say, we have to cut budget. (laughs) And I would always say, why don't we just sell more? Like, why do we have to cut budget? Why don't we just sell more? If we focused all of our efforts in going out and adding a dollar to every menu that we sell, upselling a little bit here and there, we wouldn't have to cut the bottom line. Right. And, you know, it was like, but everybody was always focused on what had to go or, you know, we need we need to change this negative culture. We need to stop um, complaining at work. Okay, so what's the opposite of complaining at work? Right. Think about how you deliver messages to your employees and your management team. Like, do you want to stop negative communication or do you want to stop complaining or do you want to create positive speak about your company? Right. So, yeah. So sometimes it's the mind goes more easily to the negative, which I've stopped trying to fight. Like I just say to myself internally, like, okay, if I want to stop complaining, what's the opposite? Oh, I want to start speaking about things in a positive way. You know, if I don't want uh, days on my calendar where I don't have a lot of coaching clients, what do I want? I want days on my calendar that are full of coaching clients. Okay. You know, so you just have to think if you have the negative and you're used to that, you can even say out loud. Sometimes I'll say the negative version first and then I will say out loud, oh, wait, but that's what we don't want. So what's the opposite of that? What do we want? Right. So you can catch yourself in the moment and shift it. And that's a good model for your employees, too. It's also a good model for your kids. Oh, yeah. That's, we work on that a lot at home. It's not what the message that you have is not necessarily wrong. It's how you're delivering it. That's the problem. Right, right. So it's all about the delivery. Um, You've heard me talk about tinfoil versus silver platter in here before. My husband and I have this joke. Sometimes if I say something and I don't... um, I don't say it in a really nice way. Um, you know, he'll he'll tease me and say tinfoil, you know, can you put that on a silver platter and and vice versa. He'll say something and I'll say, "Oh, that sounds a little tinfoil." You know, let's <laughs> let's try to put that on a silver platter. And you know, and sometimes it's annoying, right? Back to the curmudgeon who asked about the Pollyanna thing at this meeting we had recently. Um, you know, some people might say, "Well, why should I have to serve everything on a silver platter?" And my answer to that is, well, you don't only only do that if you want people to hear you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think it's also a mindset that you go into also. I, I mean, we, everyone is going to have challenges in life. It's guaranteed. Right. Um, and it's how we respond to them. Right. I and mean, we can curl up and be negative, And oh, This is never going to work. And this is bad. And that person's bad and wrong. But 
it's if you put your mindset the right way, it doesn't necessarily erase the problem, which I think is what they were getting to with the Pollyanna thing, where if we're just right. la 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 la, right. it's all good and it goes away. That's that's not what being positive, I, in my mind, refers to. Right. It's more you confront the problem or opportunity challenge. Right. You, you know, you see it for what it is, but how do you know? How do we use it as an opportunity? How do we make it better? How do we back up and get out of it if we need to? Right. Right. Exactly. Really, really well said. And I think, um, you know, anytime I've had events before where it hasn't gone the way I thought, and it was like this killer you know, meeting or workshop all day long. And then the last activity I did just flopped and it's, you know, I walk away from it feeling like, Oh, what a bummer. And then I think, well, what's the opportunity? Well, let's rethink that activity and figure out how it could have gone better the next time. Mm -hmm. And then I do it and I'm like, Oh, great. And now I know, and it's saved just that one experience has saved me from making the same mistake 20, 50 more times. So so good stuff. So that's uh, number three in terms of building, cos- creating positive cultures, practicing positive languaging. And then the last one, number four here, is to celebrate and communicate successes daily. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we are really good at talking about what's not going well. And I and we're good at the end of the year, you know, celebration. Oh, this year we hit 125% of our sales or our customer satisfaction's up by 5%, you know, at the big town hall meeting. But it's the daily successes. It's getting people to focus on what's going well. And, you know, what's right in the company? What's right with what happened yesterday? Because it's very easy to figure out what's wrong. Our brains are trained for that. But we have to consciously make an effort to look at what's going well. And so you can do this in a couple ways. One easy way is to just have the WWW board, right? You have a big whiteboard in the office, what went well. And when people have, you know, small successes for the day, you know, they write something up there. When you have a day that's kind of neutral, you just write up there like everyone showed up you know, and got their job done, or we laughed at lunch, or we had time to check all of our emails, or we, you know, the internet stayed on all day, (laughs) the power was on, you know, that could be the biggest win today, right? right? All those things. So, um, so you can even come up with little stuff. It doesn't have to be some big, amazing celebration every day. But sharing good news is not something we're really good at as a culture. And so I think, um, creating an environment in your work where sharing good news is, um, is celebrated and uh, encouraged as a good thing. So um, four ways to create positive culture in the workplace, creating a perma-rich environment, creating and communicating clear values, practicing positive languaging, and celebrating and communicating successes daily. So, um, so we are teaching these kind of things at the Tahoe Mountain Lab at P-Link West, which is my new office. Very exciting. So if you're um, in town visiting or if you are um, in town living and you guys want to work on positive culture with your team, you can come on down to the Mountain Lab and um, P-Link West and we can work with you on creating that for your space. So Excellent. something custom. Yeah. Fun stuff. New offices on Ski Run. So you're just steps away from the Friday Farmer's Market in the afternoon. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's really nice. And actually, this weekend, it was fun. Um, on Friday, they, um, they're doing all kinds of different workshops. So, in fact, I'm going to be doing a workshop um, coming up here at the end of the month on uh, the art of self-promotion. And so, for people who are members of the Mountain Lab, they get to come for free. But for we're going to open it up to the public mm-hmm. for a low cost so people can come in and, and join in the meeting. So, um, I will get some information out on that on, uh, on our website. But uh, 
But anyhow, so they did um, beer brewing class this Friday. I miss all the good stuff. I, it's so fun and hilarious. Um, you know, we had this huge hailstorm yes. on Friday, so that hit them because they were working outside on the lawn in yeah, front of the building. Too. And uh, you cannot believe um, they had a great time, anyways. And at the end of it, they decided to name the beer Hail Ale. Nice, <laughs> so cute. Nice, isn't that fun? That's great. So, um, so good stuff. On the Bright Side and at P-Link West, if you want to find out more about us, you can check us out on the website at plinkcoachingcenter.com. And uh, you can always post on the KTHO Facebook page if you have ideas. And Jen, we'll be here next time, same time, same place. Same time, same place. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jen. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Alexis Robin with The Bright Side here on KTAHO AM and FM.